friends, Stephen Broden Cortez here. Welcome to the Why the F Not podcast. This is episode 60. We got here to 60. I'm 60, 60, 60. Uh, and today, uh, today's guest, her name is Sabrina Torres. Sabrina is a filmmaker here in Los Angeles and the founder of the Great Film Club. Uh, she's someone who actually did not go to college with uh, and not friends with prior to this podcast. Uh, very exciting to hear about the great, uh, the great film club, uh, her short film tape, her journey in making that that film club, and the and the short. Just get some popcorn, sit back, relax, uh, and welcome to the Why the F Not podcast. Like what I do on TikTok or film or acting or something, yeah, or maybe the universe. Who knows? Like, I'm gonna start recording, and I, that's exactly what I want. I want this to be just a very natural conversation between you and myself, you know, like what's very exciting for me is that, you know, I, I just found you on TikTok. Uh, and for those just tuning in right now, officially, you know, we're recording uh, this. And I just loved your, your Instagram handle first off that kind of, that, I was like, dude, that's like, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Guest today, Sabrina Torres. Welcome. Welcome, Sabrina. Thank you so much for being a guest. Uh, how are you doing? I am, I am doing Good. Whatever the universe is throwing at me, I've been able to handle it with grace. Like I said, I uh, I came in late to this because I had a flat tire. The flat tire actually happened on my way to work. So I just aired that in and then I still needed to get it patched. And I just came back from getting it patched, basically. But I'm here and I'm handling this with grace. Nice. Yeah. Things happen for a reason, right? If you had to just, you know, maybe life was like, hey, slow down, Sabrina. Just slow down a little bit. No, that's exactly it. I honestly believe, like, whenever, like, you get hurt or stub your toe, anything, like, or, like, there's been a minor inconvenience of some sort, you know, I honestly believe it's to align us in some way. So, yeah. But, yeah, back to my Instagram handle. That's, yeah, Sabrina the Great. Yeah, that, it, it, that, that is my name. That, yeah, I call myself the Great. Dude, I dig it. And honestly, I don't, I wouldn't expect a name. Any, I, I wouldn't expect any other different name from you, like a handle from someone who. So real quick rundown with your film club. Uh, someone who was a part of a film club here in LA. And please correct me if I'm wrong in any, in any form. And I will get details out of you, but this is like the quick run, rundown of what I got out of TikTok from you that makes you great, right? That you were a part of a film club and then you found out it was ending. And that same night you were like, well, what if I make my own? And then that's exactly what happened. I just started telling people at that mixer. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm actually throwing one. <laughs> like, I literally just started telling people that that very night. And it's and and I just set it up right away. Dude, nice. Ah, see, and that's what's up right there. I mean, I mean, did you I mean, is this your first film club that you ever ran? And created? Yeah. Um, well, basically, I I don't know yet what's going to... This is... Okay, so last month was the first event, which is just a short film open mic. So anybody can submit their films. That is under 10 minutes. If it's really good, then maybe 20 to 30. I just have to check it out, you know. But basically, yeah, any film that goes under 10 minutes, it's a two-hour program of short films. And then it follows a one-hour mixer of just meeting other filmmakers. I looked forward to those when we were 
when we did when we are doing it right now at the secret movie club which is the original film club where they do mm-hmm. the short film mics at that i was going to like this whole year at least once a month i looked forward to those like um to those meetings once a month or to you know to those open mics once a month because it, it, it just opened the doors to people and opportunities and i i just when they said oh we're renovating their theater um until october and i, I was just like nah brah i was like my whole summer i was looking forward to at least three times coming here no <laughs> way uh-uh and i knew i wasn't the only one that felt that way everybody there was like what the what the heck like what oh, what yeah, so I was just like, I'm just gonna do it. It's not like uh, I I work at a children's theater, so um, it's not Wh- like I which didn't. One? Have a hey, can you to share that? It. Like, that's so cool. I actually work at a, a children's theater called the Jacks Theater. It's it's um in Hollywood, and yeah, and I work there as an assistant director. I do all kinds of things. So my twin sister is actually a music director there. I assistant direct. I um sometimes just check out the rental spaces like i mean i i'm there while other people rent the space and so i'm I, i've been working there for like three years so i just kind of have just a space and a hookup and now i know all these other filmmakers and i was just like okay let me just do it and and bring them together when i started posting it on tiktok I, that's when i felt like that's when I felt like, okay, this probably could be bigger than what I am expecting it to be. So I'm just really excited to what's to come. The next one is on August 24th um, at like 730. And um, I'm just excited for the next one. And I hope to do more with it, honestly. It's it's just the beginning of it. So in a film club, an open mic film club, I've never heard of those kinds of, and it sounds like it's like a, it's like a a community that's been around, you know, from what you're saying. But so what, what do you do at an open mic? How does a filmmaker come in for an open mic with material? And what is that material? Well, so at the secret movie club, what, when they do it, um, basically it's the same thing that I do basically now. It's just like, um, people submit beforehand before a certain date. Um, it'll probably be like two days before the actual event happens. You can submit um, any short film um, as long as it doesn't, um, you know, it's not inappropriate and, and doesn't offend anybody, you know, then it, it goes up. Like, no matter what experience level or anything, um, it's just a chance for people to have their movie screen and to collaborate and meet other people. I've seen, like, going to the Secret Movie Club, you just see some all sorts of, like, beautiful talent and just random stuff sometimes. And the cool thing about the Secret Movie Club that I don't do yet is, like, they would do themes. Like, one month they did musicals. And and then we were seeing all these musical shorts, which was really dope. They had, like, about two weeks of those because they were having so many submissions in for that one. That was really cool. And then um, they also just recently had like obstructions, which was like basically you pick, uh, you basically, what I did was out of a dragon's hat got like this like challenge. So whatever challenge we do, we had to make, which, and and that's just what it was. And, And then, so that led to me, making my short film tape which and and so i did that and yeah i just did tape in may i think yeah i just submitted i just 
did it all in May. And, um, yeah. Wrote, and shot, I was produced, edited all in May. All in May. And you did all, all that. I, I saw on your TikTok, right? I'm sorry to, to interrupt you, but you, you, you said on your TikTok, you did all of that. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, you direct and this your first time directing was it basically is I did Ooh. direct another short film. Uh, I basically did direct another little short film, but, um, and, and that one's called your time. That was um, with my friend's script and that was, mm. and that one was really cool. I mean, that was just me directing like, like a four minute short, but this is my, yeah, this was, this was very different. Uh, it, it just was, you know? Um, so I, this was my first, I, I guess like one of my biggest, like, you know, directorial debuts of, you know, directing ever, like it's a short film. And yeah, I, so we, we only had three weeks to make a short film. Mm. So mm. yeah, three weeks. And, um, my friend, he wanted to direct and he's the one that, which is the actor in tape. If you've seen tape, he's the teacher mm. that plays the tape. He's the one that took it out. He's my, my friend, Eden. He, and he got um, a challenge that said a comedy that slowly reveals itself to become a suspense thriller. And we were both like, okay, ooh, this is going to be exciting how we're going to do this. And I, I don't know, like, I thought he was going to write because he's like traditionally is a writer. Like, he's just a writer. He writes, I, I'm not a writer really either. I mean, I guess I write, but like, not like, not movie scripts or anything. So I, this was my first time like writing um something too so i researched like comedies and suspense thrillers <laughs> i looked up the joker and parasite mm -hmm. and i was just looking at those like elements of suspense thrillers i was looking up like alfred alfred hitchcock you know the king of suspense or whatever and so basically i was just doing my research for like three days and then i started writing i wrote the the script after three days of research I wrote the script within three days. Fuck. And I just nice. had my friend Eden um, just punch up the comedy. And then I, and I just told him, like, look, man, you need something for your reel because we're both actors. And I just mm -hmm. told him, you might as well act in this one and I'll just and I'll direct this. And I, that, that's honestly just what happened. It was just like, oh, like, let me direct. You need something for your reel. Um, to just start your acting because he had literally nothing and now he has something so that's really cool and yeah it was just it just the way it all came together was really cool because um it just happened so fast like I was working it was crazy because during those three weeks there was one week in the middle of those three weeks where I was where we were low staff at my children's um center job I have two jobs one is a children's theater and then one's a children's center so at my children's center job um I had like one week where I was working eight days straight Jeez. because we were low staff uh -huh. and and after so any downtime I had I was um I was casting kids or I was just like doing all the work and just putting it together and just start the producing work, looking for a location, um, figuring out um, if I'm going to use this location or this location and, and just um, casting the kids and, and everything. And yeah, it, uh, we ended up pulling, we, I pulled it all through. I had like, I was like within like 17 days um, of organizing everything Mm -hmm. um then we shot then we shot and then i had two days to edit and then we screened it with the and then it was done within 19 days and then screened it in 21 days so that's how i did it wow 
Wow. <laughs> I, I hope I, I hope you pat I hope you patted yourself on the back because that is well, that's pretty why, rad, well, dude. Yeah, well, that's why I just kept posting <laughs> it on TikTok. Like I was like, this shit is dope. Like I need like I'm gonna freaking I'm gonna be loud about how freaking amazing that is because like. I, like I said, I'm not a writer. So to say that I wrote something mm-hmm. and I directed it and produced and cast and basically did everything for it. Um, yeah, it was, it, I impressed myself. Like, <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. It sounds hella cocky, but it's not cocky. It's confidence. It really is. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. to a hater, it definitely sounds cocky, but like to somebody that's like, you know, just like, you know, Hey, cool dude. Okay, I'm just I'm confident, and I built confidence through that. So that was so, yeah. So that was just really cool, you know. I did that, and then I post a scene of 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 um of the teacher choking the bear in my short film tape, mm-hmm. and that ended up getting 700k views, and it's still going up. Dude, so very it's nice. Just, it's just weird how it's just like. Just flowing. It's not weird. I mean, it's exactly what's supposed to happen. But yeah, that's what's. So that's what's been happening with me for the past two months. <laughs> just figuring this out and just going along the ride. Dude, and it's only just begun. This is just the one new thing you tried. Who knows what the next thing? Like, are you just. I mean, is a feature next for you? I mean, I want to backtrack more though, but God, congratulations on tape. And I, I didn't see the full film yet. I've just seen what you posted on TikTok and it looks so clean. Like the way it's shot, just that one shot alone of when, what's he, what's his name? The guy who helped, uh, helped you write and who started it? It's my, it's my friend Eden. Yeah. Eden. Eden did, yeah. like, when he's putting up that bear on the whiteboard and taping it up, that's such a clean shot. It's yeah. just so it's shot so well. Yeah, it's 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 it came out better than I thought it would in my head. I have to really thank um my son of a, uh, my my director of photography um Frank. He was he was really he made me a better director too cuz mm. we didn't have like a gaffer or or a grip. And he was just like let's use the backlight for the darker scenes and let's use um and let's make sure for the well, let's make sure that everybody's lit for the lighter scenes. And I was like, okay, fucking genius. Thank you. <laughs> and he, like, he, co- like, my friend, like, Frank is, is somebody I met at the Secret Movie Club, actually. And he just DMs me one day because we're, we're all doing this obstruction thing. Everybody got their own obstruction, like, you know. So um, he, he wasn't able to do it because his person got COVID. Like, somebody that he partnered up with got COVID. And he was like, so, Sabrina, like... Um, I will shoot your film if you, as long as it's a one day shoot. And I said, I said, bet, let's do it. And so, yeah, so it was a one day shoot too. That's, that's another cool thing. One day? Yeah, it was a one day shoot. How many hours though? Seven. I really scheduled that bitch because I was Mm. like, I I really did because I was like, okay, well, this is what we got and this is what we're working with. But we we did it in, in a in a good amount of times, especially the shots that I knew I wanted already. I just did those first, knocked them out the park, or you know, just get it out of the way. And so it was really cool though because Frank comes up. Um, we shot this in Studio Sixty. It's in South Central, actually. That's where the 
the classroom um, um, set was at. And it was really funny because he comes up in Studio 60, he comes up with the dolly and he comes up with this, this, this just a bunch of equipment and he, he comes up all looking like a stud and everything and he goes, and he goes, Sabrina, I think, I think I let on that, um, that I was less professional than I actually am. all professional and I was just like I didn't expect him to like come up with all that freaking amazing gear and he was just he was ready and you know and I'm blessed and I'm very blessed with him because uh, honestly it, it wouldn't have looked the way I mean the shots probably would have still been there because I knew what I wanted but like just the clarity of of how freaking nice the picture came out and everything like that's all that's all him and, and his cinematography too and honestly it probably wouldn't have because like like i said he came in and he says okay for these lights we're gonna do this like he really did direct the photography of it he really did i did say like some shots i wanted visually but he came in and enhanced my directing um so yeah i i give him much credit for that one too it was it was really dope. That was, that was really cool of him. Team yeah. effort, man. That's a team effort. And this team, like, did y'all meet in this film club? Because like, yeah. how, what 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 was your crew size? Okay, so I had um my crew. So me, and then it was Frank, and then I had an assistant director, and then I just had a makeup artist. And then my dad came in to put in the whiteboard. So that would be like just about... Oh, and then I had a, a sound person. So six. And yeah, so it was it was six um, people that I counted on for that. Um, and then, yeah, the kids, I, I, I casted like around six kids. Or five. Maybe like five. I don't know. Uh, like five. Okay, I casted like five kids, and my makeup artist, she, um, she's actually from Ukraine. So no she's yeah, she's from Ukraine. She just came to America, and um, she just came to America at that time. I just met her like doing a movement class like around that time. It's so crazy, and I met her, and she, you know, um, I drove her to the movement class and everything. You know, just like, oh, you're new here, like. She's only 18 years old and she, no you know, way. had to leave her country and, and stay with somebody in the Hollywood Hills, you know? And so I like kind of befriended her. And I mean, I still talk to her here and there a little bit, but like I befriended her and I was like, hey, would you like to be in my, like, would you do makeup for me? And she was like, yeah. And like, and she also was one of the kids cast in the, in the short film too. So she did the makeup and she was like a student in there. And yeah, it really was just a team effort, how everything just came together. And yeah, uh, I, like it really is a group effort. Like I, I do say that like I, pr I pretty much organized it, but everybody putting effort and believing in my vision is just super awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm very blessed for that one. Bravo, man. Bravo. So we're... So take me back though, like where where did this all start from? You're like teaching theater and you're helping helping this kids theater program and whatnot. Like, did it all start out in theater for you? Is that where it began? Yeah, um, <laughs> it's all it did. I, I think um, 
I was always really shy growing up. I remember being like seven years old and seeing that so Raven and being like, oh my God, Raven is Raven, but Raven is not Raven. Like, I remember <laughs> literally having that thought, like tripping out that she's like Raven, like Simone, but she just plays Raven Baxter. And I, I was like, I want to do that. So it, I've always wanted to act, definitely. Yeah. And, but I was always really shy. So, and, and I think one of the ways I, I like compensated for my shyness was playing guitar. So, cause like the, the guitar was like a way for me to express my creativity. I even taught myself how to play too. So it was a way for me to like express my creativity, um, without really revealing myself. Everybody thinks it's the guitar. I, I think I've hit mm-hmm. the guitar in my life for sure, but it wasn't until high school where I met one of my, um, I, I've actually have two teachers, Mr. Shock and, and Dr. Kumbi. Um, Mr. Sh- uh, it was Mr. Dr. Kumbi, um, was doing a, a musical, um, called Titanic. It's a new musical. It's not the Jack and Rose oh, story. I, I, but- I've been in Titanic, the musical. I know of that one. Right, right. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Dude, that opening is is insane, man. When you're getting yeah. all the guests coming in, dude. I was in a production. We were in such a small cast that right. third class. Once third class went in, they would change and be second class, and then they would change and be first class. Right, right, right. It's, it's a wild a- musical. Wait, so how old were you when you did Titanic? I was probably fifteen. Yeah. No, 15, 16, around there. Uh, probably 15, though. I was probably like 15 years old. I played Kate Murphy. I was one of the three Kates. Oh, and, man. Yeah, I played one of the one of three Kates. And honestly, Dr. Kumbi was the one that like had me like start singing and stuff mm. and belt my voice. My sister, my twin sister. I have a twin sister. There you go. But Sophia, Chia, <laughs> I call her Chia. Um she's always been a singer she's always been more vocal than me so mm. that's been our like just a, i was always more shyer and i guess edgier she's always been more louder and um uh more vocal and and cute you know her like she even has a tiktok too she's at chiaverse and she does her niche is basically like sanrio cute things oh. and she has a pretty decent following too yeah, so it's, it's it's we're very different. <laughs> we're very different. That's why I have these like cute Hello Kitty like stuff here because I'm literally it at her house. Sense. So <laughs> it all comes together, right? <laughs> um. So yeah, and um, and then I was I just I was like in tenth grade when I when I did that first musical, and then it wasn't until um the next semester where Mr. Shock had me play a dude for Dracula. He had me play this character called John Harker. Yeah. So I remember like I had to play a dude and I was a I was a young kid with a really high voice, you know, like how was I gonna I was like literally like in the mirror like, hello, hi guys. But then like he was like, no, that's not how dudes talk. And I had to learn how to go down to my chest voice. And, and I literally remember looking at the, the mirror and just like reading my lines, being obsessed with becoming this character. And that was the first time I ever played a dude. And it was really cool because, um, one of the, 
in the auditorium, we had a Q&A after we did the play. Mm-hmm. And this one kid um, raises their hand and they go, I have a question. They go, I I wanted to know if that person, they were pointing to me, if that person was actually a boy or a girl. But now I realize they're actually a boy. And 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 so, you know, yeah, they're they're a boy. And I was and then I was like, no, it's me. I took my mask off. Had a Hannah Montana moment. I took my mask off. And there and the whole auditorium was like, Whoa! It's a girl. They were, <laughs> like, they were just they were tripping out. They they tripped out. So I think I think I did a good job playing a dude. Like I think I did. And I was just obsessed with acting after that. Because that was a play. That wasn't a musical. Mm-hmm. I was obsessed with like theater acting since then. And but I but I did musicals with Dr. Kumbi after one after another, um, and then like it wasn't until my senior year, where um, I was I had straight A's. I was a straight A student because mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm great. So I had a straight <laughs> I mean, A. You're really great. <laughs> I literally like I I've literally been called that for the longest time since I was in, uh, I called myself that since I was like 16. I just started telling people that like, because like I literally had a vision one day, like I thought I was Alexander the Great or something. Like I was in history class and I was literally like, I don't know if it was a daydream or if it was like, like a vision. I don't know, but like something in me was like, probably was alexander the great i could see myself like i just like like it was this vision was interesting it was like or this daydream was interesting it was just like uh me like in the desert about to go to war i don't really remember what i was doing but i don't know it just it just felt like that could have been me i don't know if it's just like my imagination or if this is really you know when people talk about past lives i don't know if it was just like something that was like there like, into something maybe you never know. Into some- no I, I really don't i to this day it, it bewilders me um it does so i i really don't know but i just started to call talent I, I remember on instagram i just started writing sabrina the great underscore and i just never changed it and i literally that's my name the great so <laughs> <laughs> enough said <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah so the, i'm 26 now so it's been like 10 years so <laughs> 10 years I'm, strong holding the title of the great one <laughs> yeah i think i lost track of the great when i was like in my early 20s but like people that were really close to me like knew about it but i think that's because like i was still figuring myself out and my life out mm. um and things i've been through and in my personal life so yeah but back to so it wasn't so my senior year I was a straight A student and um I literally decided to fail calculus because the class had over 45 people in the class and everybody and calculus is hard so we only had one teacher and I remember all the like the, the honor students would just go I was also in the honors you know honor roll and everything but like all the kids that like like needed that credit or needed that A in calculus like would just like stampede over the teacher and I was like, you know what? I'm not even gonna trip about this because I'm literally just gonna be an actor. <laughs> I remember Yeah, like everybody what do I was need like calculus for I'm gonna I'm going for my fucking Oscar over here. Calculus have fun kids. That's exactly how I was thinking. I was just like I, I 
I was focusing on being Dorothy in in it, 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 yeah in the Wizard of Oz for for my school's production. My sister was actually Glinda, but yeah, that's what was my focus. I was like, you know, I could come up late to to school. I don't really have to because it was my senior year. I I I didn't have to prove my like. At that moment, I just knew that I didn't have to prove, like, my smarts or my abilities to do anything. Like, like academically, I just knew that I wanted my soul. As I was transitioning from high school to, like, adulthood, I, I knew I wanted to go to an acting school. So I asked Dr. Kumbi, and I was just like, hey, what's, like, the best, like, low-cost community college I could go to? Because I was like, there's no point in me going to, like, a USC university and getting a bunch of debt just to act. That's fair. Yeah. I was already thinking, like I was being logical and I was like, I'm not going to do that. So I did ask him, I said, what's the best low cost um, um, community college? And he said, um, he said this one school that was number one for it, but it was like up in the Bay. I forgot what it was called and probably like Alan Hitchcock or something. I don't know. (laughs) But the second one was Los Angeles City College. Oh, yeah. They had Los Angeles City College theater acting program, one of the best. So I auditioned. So I ditched school, um, high school, to go to Hollywood and audition for their theater acting program so I could show up the next semester. I didn't get in. Okay. Um, Then I had like a semester, like as I was transitioning out of, um, I graduated high school. Then I had a semester in the fall of just regular college. I'm like, this is not it. Then I had a winter intercession and I met um, two of my teachers that were going to forever change my course of my life. And basically I got real good with them and they were both acting teachers, Tony Maggio. And I had another teacher who she shall not be named as she says. Um, Yeah, she's, (laughs) she's legit. She's legit. So I won't say her name. Um, (laughs) so and she was my vocal coach and um but tony tony was my acting coach and i had them for a winter intercession and basically i just fell in love with their teachings and then um through them i joined the theater acting program and that was and i did their program for three years of just theater acting and immersed myself in in all that so Mm. that's kind of how it happened and and then after after that I had like a year where I didn't do anything because I was like trying to discover myself I graduated acting school at 21 years old that's incredibly young that's really fast that's really fast when did you graduate high school like 18 17 when I was I was probably seven no seven I don't know I don't know Uh, so it was 2014 when I graduated high school so Uh I know that in 2014 and I know, and I, I did graduate at 21, the Theater Acting Academy. So it was like around that time, just, you know. But I remember being 18 years old when I started the Theater Acting School. Mm. So I, I just turned nice. 18 or 19. I don't know. But, like, it's just been so long at that point. I'm 26 now, so it's just it's just been so long. It's hard to keep track at this point. But, yeah, so... That's- you look like you're still in that momentum. You look like you're looking back right now, taking perspective of like, holy shit, wait, I'm 26 now. I did that at 21. And you look like I'm still going, though. I'm still going. Yeah. And I'm not Dang stopping. It. I'm definitely- going. 
you, 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 like, from what I'm getting so far, from what you've told me, you definitely come off as the type of person who, I mean, straight up in that calculus class, you know what you want, and you went for it without, you know, and, and that's really dope that you went out for, like, musicals and whatnot later on, ever, like, even from being so shy, at, you know, younger you with a guitar, hiding behind the guitar, and it's always a teacher, dude. It's always a teacher. I feel like that's – and I hate it because it, it, we hear how teachers are so mistreated now and not paid well enough. But, dude, like there's like everyone who's pursuing a dream, everyone who is doing something – it doesn't even have to be in, in the arts, right? It can be anyone who's who's like, fuck, I'm, I want to be the best baker in the fucking world. That's because of this teacher or I want to write something or I want to build chairs for the rest of my life out of wood because of this teacher or this mentor, you know? It's always a teacher that changes you, dude. And what's amazing about Dr. Coombe mm. um, and him doing these musicals after school is he didn't get paid. Not what? one cent. He what? didn't get paid over time in LAUSD doing these musicals. Because oh, he was a teacher. He was just a regular teacher for the school. He wasn't he was my English teacher and my um, musical theater teacher, <sighs> my acting teacher. And, and basically... Um, Basically, his wife and his daughter um, were, he is an accomplished pianist, um, Dr. Jakumbi. He directed it. He got the school's band to, to be the orchestra for when we had the musicals. And his wife did costumes. And his daughter was the choreographer. And they are such good Mormons. He was a Mormon. He, he was a Mormon bishop in his church. But he's just such a good man. And... He nurtured not just my um, talents or, or, or creativity. He nurtured a bunch of kids. And literally after school, just because he wanted to do it. And just like out of the kindness of his heart, he literally did overtime. He was there from 7 o'clock in the morning to freaking 9 o'clock at night. That's, a, yeah. that's passion right there. That's obsession. Because first off... If you haven't heard it a couple times, lovely listeners, that's Dr. Kumbi, right? Doctor. Dr. Kumbi. Doctor. Like, like this 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 man could be doing something else with his credentials. He could be doing something else with his time. But here he I is. mean, you have to ask him. He's very interesting. <laughs> he's he's very <laughs> He's very interesting, but yeah, like he was him and his family. I have like uh, the utmost big like the so much gratitude for them because if it weren't for them, they wouldn't have nurtured mine or my sister's like creativity at all. Like that, we needed support, and especially like in in our own lives and personal lives. Like at that age, and the cool thing about him too, he was also an English teacher. So like we would, he will make us write journals and stuff. And he's like a speed reader. He loves to read. He's a speed reader. He literally, this is him when he reads. He literally is just flipping pages when he reads. He reads so fast. So he'll read everybody's cheese in their diaries, like, or like in their journals within seconds, minutes. Like he, he'll be done. And like, he's a, he's a crazy, he's like probably a photographic memory of some sort, but he's freaking dope. He's, he's still around. Like, 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 <laughs> never mind. I gotta go visit him. But like, but yeah, like I like that dude. Like most definitely um, is is a big person in my life and his family that nurtured everything that I do. 
yeah, have nurtured that foundation for my artistry for sure. And then obviously all the teachers in my theater acting school for sure too. Like I went through a lot during that time too, and they, you know, I was I didn't get kicked out. Like there's so like you know in that theater acting um, academy, like you could get cut uh, out of being in the program. And I was going through a lot of stuff like um, in my personal life during that time. And I was I guess I was able to keep up in, in a sense. So I'm just I'm just very grateful for the people that like stood by me and believed in me, honestly. Yeah. Did you find yourself like being able to cope slowly or whatever with what with what was going on with you at that time? Like finding did you find like that 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 acting academy as like a safe haven? Of sorts, even it was my own worst. home. Um, it was my only home at the time, actually. Mm. Um, I it was my only. It was, it was just my only um, home at the time, actually. And it was. I was. I went through. I went through a lot during that time. So it was. It was good, but it was intense. Mm. It was very intense. I my personal life was a mess. And yet, like, um, and yet, like, I had, if I was in a show, I was also there from, like, freaking, like, 8 to, like, 11 at night, if I had a show. If I had classes, I was there from 8 to 3. Dude, it was, it's, it's honestly, like, gave me, like, I'm definitely, I have the confidence as an actor. I think that that's another reason why I was, I'm able to direct because I was directed by such great people mm. and I, and I, and I learned from like my teachers at that school were just great, honestly. And they're all retired now because at, at the, um, during COVID, like they were like, peace out, at least you see, like <laughs> we got to retire. <laughs> like That's from what I gather. It's just like, it's just, it's just our time. We're done. Like, you know, yeah. so I'm very fortunate for the teachers I've had, honestly, they're, they're the best, all of them. Damn. Well, I mean, you you have to find when you're young, right? You have these dreams or aspirations, whatever they are. It's important to find people in your life who can help water that seed, right? Keep, you know, helping you and grow. And refine your Mm -hmm. talents. Refine it. I feel I really believe that everybody's talented, but learning these like fundamentals, like in acting or in art, like in general, as an artist, I went into to acting school, learning how to act. I came out as an artist. I came out realizing I can write, I could direct. I came out realizing I, I I can write music, you know, like I, I honestly came out as an artist. So like, you know, people always say, man, Sabrina, it's hard to keep up with you sometimes. Cause every time I see you, my friend Julian tells me this, he goes, <laughs> every time I see you, you're always doing something different. And I was like, well, well yeah. Cause I, I, you know, like I'm not just an actor. I do all these things now. And right now my focus actually is auditioning and acting because I really want to get into that space and just start acting and, and honing that craft more now that I'm older. So like, I mean, yeah. So that, that's that's my main focus right now. Um, and writing, write my own stuff. I am actually writing a feature right now. Yes, I am. You're writing a feature? Okay. Yeah. I was, yeah, I am because I remember you said, um, "It's a stoner movie." Yes! Oh, that's a great movie. Oh, tell me it more. Is. I'm already sold. It's a stoner movie so far, and it's like this. It's about two stoners hanging out at night in the middle of the night, and it might become 
different depending on where I'm going with the story, but about two stoners hanging out at night who get the munchies for chocolate cake, and they have to be on this all-night quest to go get chocolate cake. Very, It's crazy, because when I thought of this, people are like, oh, kind of like White Castle. I was yeah. like, what? Like Harold and Kumar. Kumar. And I, was like, I was like, that's so weird. I was like, I, I was like, that's so weird, because I've never seen that movie. And then I watched it right after I had the idea, and I was like, "Oh my god, this shit is just too funny!" Like it, it's gonna. So then, so like right now, I, I just watch like all the stoner movies right now. <laughs> did did I, you like, get into some Clerks? Did you get into some Kevin Smith realm? Uh, not yet. No, not yet. That oh. that's that's up there. Definitely Pineapple Express and anything Seth Rogen. That's where I'm at right now. Yes. But like, um, but and like Harold Kumar too. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I want to do. And I think, and right now I do think I want the, well, obviously I want to act in it, but I, I, um, at first I wanted like my best friend in, in the script to be like a dude, but I think I'm, I think I'm going to want her to be a girl. I think I, I would love to see some two stoner chicks like rocking this bitch, you know? So Why not? I think, yeah. yeah, cause I don't, I haven't really seen any stoner chick movies, so I'm like really, yeah. So that's 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 gonna come up, but um, as soon as yeah. I finish right, that's what I'm end up. That's what I'm thinking of doing right now. I'm like, I'm just gonna probably make it two stoner chicks, and just see what happens. Yeah. Well, shoot. Uh, I'm just putting it out right, out this. Uh, I'm putting it out there right now. I'm gonna throw my hat out there right now to audition for any role in this feature because I want to be in a stoner <laughs> film so bad. I've only been in one short, so I have a very short resume when it comes to film or things on camera. But, dude, that's so rad. Is there a title yet? No. Well, I mean, I guess the un- the the uh, I guess the project right now is it's just called Chocolate Cake, you know, just for shits and giggles. But who knows? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know yet. But that that's the beginning. I probably like the first two scenes down because it was meant to be a short. And it was meant to be a short um, with, like, uh, I wanted to start with me and my friend Eden, but I'll probably have Eden do another part, too, in that, in that movie or that script. I mean, honestly, like, I, it, it, if it's going to be a feature film, then I, I, uh, there's so much opportunity. Like, I, like there's probably characters that, that could be written, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I just started with two. There there's, could be a lot more. I, I'm just excited to see where this goes, definitely. And, yeah. Oh, that's where I'm at with that. Yeah, dude. Jeez. You know, there's this guy I was listening to on another podcast. He was talking about how he loves to throw himself into situations that he's not good at, that he's scared of, or that he's like, you know, beginner at. And it just reminds yeah. me of you just being like, you know what? I'll direct the short. I'll edit it. Yeah. I have this like, this like tiny but mighty complex, I realize. I'm like five one. But like you know, like, I'm like right? I, Torres. You're Latina. Yeah, yeah, I am. I am. You can't mess with Latina, from, dude. I'm from Northeast Los Angeles, but my dad and my mom are from East LA. So I mean, I'm basically from East LA. Like, like I, like growing up, I would always go to my grandma's house. She lives in East LA. My grandma's 90 right now. Like she's freaking mm. chilling and on Indiana, on on Indiana <laughs> Street somewhere. So basically, that's all I'm gonna say. But yeah, like um, so yeah, I'm just dude. Tell yeah, me I'm, why, if I may ask. <laughs> If I may ask, since you are so curious and you're always so like, you know, you're always so you're always onto something new, like your friends say, right? I wonder if as a kid, 
your parents ever told you this phrase? Because my mom told, she always said it to me. She was like, Steven, te pican las manos. Like you're always, you're touching everything. Like you're messing with stuff. That was more Sophia. I was like, it, it, you know, it's really interesting. I think I really came into my own when I hit high school because I started having a, like a mind of my own. I really rebelled a lot against my parents when I was like in high school and early adulthood. I really did because I think as a young kid, I was so obedient like my sister was more vocal and she will say yeah i'm not with the shits but i was like okay i don't let's do the shits like you know i was always the like the yes girl like just because when you're a twin i like i realize in this in my psychology is that like when you're a twin like one twin might be this way and the other twin could be completely the opposite way and basically especially the way we were treated and stuff my like i was always like there was always more pressure on me, like, growing up, like, to be, like, um, per- a little bit more perfect. Like, I was, like, obviously thinner than Sophia, like, and growing up, like, I was um, technically smarter I, or, you know, um, yeah, I was just really obedient. And that's also makes sense why I, I think about it when I go back in my own psychology and my own therapy sessions in my brain that I why I got why I was such a overachiever in school, why I was so, like, why I had straight A's all the time was because I literally had so much pressure at home to be the best. Mm. And, like, and, and it's not, and it's not bad. I think it, it's not a bad thing or anything. Like, I, I realized, like, oh, that, that actually, obviously, like, my, especially my brothers, like, they, like, they raised us a little bit a lot because my parents worked. So my brothers were always with me and Sophia. And I got more attention from my brothers, like more praise, like, oh, Sabrina, you're so smart, or blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, like I even said, I taught myself guitar, so they were just like, oh, what the fuck? This, this kid just started rocking out of nowhere. Like, you know? And, um, yeah, I just think that, I just think that there was just more expectations of me, and I met them all the time. Sophia was the type to just be like, no, I'm not going to do that. Or, no, like, Sophia just was more vocal, and she was just, um, she just spoke her mind more. I, I was more, I more conformed a lot, and, and, and yeah, I, I conformed a lot when I was, when I was younger, so, that, that, it wasn't until, like, it wasn't until I was older where I literally just, um, and started acting and stuff, where I started rebelling, because I started being more of myself. People tell you who you when you're young. People will always tell you who you are. Like Sabrina's the shy one, so I was always shyer. You know, like they put the title uh, it, on you already without even consulting you about it or anything. Right. Maybe I wasn't shy. Maybe I just didn't feel like talking that day, and then it was like a staple, like for like like forever, like or till I was in high school. But no, I'm definitely not shy now. Like I'll, I'll tell you that, and I also think like as you evolve as a human. You know, you just change, you trying. grow. Yeah, and I, for me, definitely, like in my early twenties, um, a, a big reason um, I had, like, I had there was so much craziness in my life was because, like, um, I came out as I came out as gay to my family, so that it was turmoil for you. It was just like their idea of me wasn't what it was. And it just, like, that's why my personal life was so crazy, because, like, um, everything was unstable. Like, even where I lived was unstable. I also was in a relationship that was unstable. And, but, I mean, I was also, 
extremely happy because I was expressing myself like so much but like my whole life was like falling apart because there was this one thing that somebody knew about me that I was told you know my family you know and there it was just like this is not the Sabrina that we like that we that we like nurtured and grew up like this like what what is this it it was that and also probably because my parents didn't really want me like my brothers my family didn't really want me to be like an actor either they wanted you to fall in line whatever was normal quote unquote get a job doctor lawyer um and that's just wasn't it so basically in my early 20s i was really shining like i literally told my parents i know i'm like really successful and i could literally go to any uc or like i that i want but i'm not applying because i'm gonna be an actor and it's just like what it was like holy shit wait yeah you just put that in perspective for me you were you you had great you had great grades at school and you could have gone to any school you wanted even for acting but damn what a bold move that's a bold move pay my bills when I'm older no. is what I said. Like, no, I, was like, I was like, I'm not going to pay $30,000 when I'm older. Like, I'm going <laughs> to go to community college. And dude, I went to community college. I applied for FAFSA. FAFSA literally paid for my acting school. Hey, that's how I went to school. Shout out FAFSA. <laughs> yeah, shout out FAFSA. Like, FAFSA, you know, shout that <laughs> motherfucker up. Like, like, and, and yeah, I was, and yeah, and I, and I was on GR, like, most of that time. And, cause, and, and I lived in the Salvation Army, like, because, cause I was like, you know, I, I didn't have a stable, like, place to live anymore. And, it was just crazy. I, I was living a really crazy life. I live with my parents now. Like, I was able to rebuild, repair these relationships. So, shout out to any gay people out there, like, and that's going through turmoil with their family. There's definitely a light at the end of the tunnel. It's not going to be exactly perfect, but sometimes it's a transition in their own brains, too. And it's a transition for you, too. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I'm okay with this. Like, <laughs> y'all didn't notice this at all. Like, so, I mean, I would... I would literally like um I would identify as somebody that's like fluid, definitely. But like I fell in love with a girl and they just weren't okay with it. If they were okay with it, it would have been a different it would have been a different thing. But you know, things happen for a reason. And I honestly believe I think that's another reason why I'm a lot more confident too, because I, I've been through like like so much shit. And um and because I was living as authentically as I possibly can live for myself. So yeah, be you because that's when that's when you're really gonna see who's there for you or not. Like, and then you also see who comes back around. You mm-hmm. know, you also being Yeah, it's also being patient with what other people perceive as you. I remember literally having this talk with my mom, and I was like, "Mom, like, I'm not this idea that you have of me. I'm just, I just never have been, and I'm not. And like, I'm sorry, I'm not like this doctor." And I'm not the straight doctor, lawyer that you hope to have in your life, that you wanted in your life for security purposes. No, I'm this freaking gay ass artist. And like, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm not going to be a freaking billionaire. Like, you know, like, I'm I'm going to be a boss ass bitch mom and I'm gay. Okay. I'm going to be both. I'm sorry. I I know that doesn't make any sense to you, you boomer, but you know, it's going to make some, it's going to make sense. And she's like the most supportive now. She really is. She's like freaking amazing. And 
like we've come a long ways you know like I said like I was probably I, I went through that whole thing when I was like 19 to like 23 or something and and then and then yeah and then I the pandemic hit and I ended up needing somewhere to stay because I couldn't just keep um, hanging out in and out of my sister's house and so I stood with them during the pandemic really grounded myself like and yeah I just really started playing guitar and making music and just like building that relationship with them and repairing that and all that and yeah so it's 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 been a journey this is and I like I said to think that I'm still beginning to mm-hmm. it's just crazy it really is I honestly think that it's just so nuts yeah I mean how boring would that be if like the journey was over the second we did our first great thing like you finish your first short how 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 much would that suck if you were done after that you're like yeah I did it I'm done it's like no next thing let's go next hurdle yeah yeah I, like I said, I still want to. I still want to act. So I, I'm just working on acting. Like one of the things I, one of the things I want to do with acting is I do want to be on a freaking Netflix show or a freaking Hulu show or a freaking like any any streaming platform show. I really don't care. Just put me on something. Make me a recurring role uh, and like help me make bank doing that. Like I mean, I would love to make bank doing that. I would love to be like some sort of recurring role. Um, but but yeah, this is. I mean, that's obviously a lot of actors like things they want to do and stuff but not never stop learning or anything you know so i definitely just i just trying to stay as consistent not give up on my dreams still being as authentically me as possible and now i have the great film club which is really dope because i you know i'm just it's kind of sort of like an entrepreneurial journey for me you know i'm not saying that like everybody going in there free like you know like you know what i'm saying like (laughs) I, I, there, there is, but it's to make something bigger and bigger and bigger, you know. Um, so, and I mean, obviously, it's just so crazy how that came about. Literally, one day I said, like, in that night, like, I'm, I'm gonna do this, and and y'all should come. Literally, I'll tell you what the turnout was. Half of the people that were there, it, it's a hundred seat theater. Fifty people came. So half of the people, so twenty five people were from the Secret Movie Club. Mm-hmm. That. Um, and they're like heard about this and they want to join and the other 25 people were from TikTok what? yeah yeah we're from TikTok bro so rad so fucking rad so fucking rad and it was and I only sold out half the theater this freaking next this, this next one I'm I'm selling out 100 seats I'm literally that's my goal and I didn't even do that much marketing for TikTok when I w- with that. So definitely in this next week, you'll, you'll definitely see me doing more marketing and like asking for more different types of people to come and, and everything. So that's 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 where I'm at with that. I just my goal is to just sell this motherfucker out. Like I already have people that bought tickets, so I am very like confident in what's to come. But also because I think the main part is because there's there's this community of people. Like like there's there's so many filmmakers from all over that like come to LA they need like something like an inexpensive we're all artists we all want to go meet people like in an inexpensive place like mm-hmm. so that's that's my that's my thing is just like come like submit your film get buy buy a $10 seat come in you know meet people you don't know who you're gonna meet literally at the secret movie club it was so crazy like there was one month where where I was watching, like, the, there, was a, there was a short. I forgot what the short was called, but I was like, 
I was sitting next to Eden and I was like, Eden, is that, is that Amanda Seifert? Like on screen? Like, is that just, and, and Rhonda Ryan and, and, and Shonda Rhimes? I was like, what the fuck? And the guy comes out and, and I was like, oh, and then we see the title. Oh, actually, so we, so we see the credits and it is Amanda Seifert and it is on Shonda Rhimes. Mama I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> I was like, and the dude that directed it or wrote it, he's, um, He's actually, it was a passion project that, that they were just a part of that he did during the pandemic. During the pandemic, because nobody had jobs during that time, just a passion little project. It was just a two people scene. And basically, um, he ends up being freaking Amanda Seifert's like brother in law or some shit like that. And he, and he's on, and like I have him as a friend on Instagram. Like you just don't fucking know like who you're going to meet. So I, I mean, that's what I hope for, for, for the great film club. Like, it's so interesting. It's like um, what I have noticed even already, even doing the first one, obviously with tape, tape is a good script, but the sound, um, there need, there needed to be work. There needs to be work on the sound. I'm actually currently working on, on the sound mix and design for it now. Still, but that, so it's I still be, in the works. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I posted on YouTube, but like, you know, I, and, and that's in the, that's been a cool achievement too because whoever saw that one tiktok from the 700k views like they went and they went in my link tree they saw and they saw it in um on youtube and i've had like a thousand people that watch it because they saw that little clip so Mm. that's really cool but now i'm updating the sound and and that wouldn't have happened if i wouldn't have met like uh, my home skillet at my uh, at my first event and um yeah which is really cool so he started talking to me um his name's christian and he like literally started talking to me and i ended up hanging out with him playing guitar at his place and he and he was like what you really need for tape is is to to is a folly adr like sound like it's like because he's a sound guy he knows Hmm. and i was like then you do it (laughs) i was like tell me tell me what you're worth you do it and so, like tomorrow, actually, we're I'm re-recording all the the, the actors' like parts for tape, and that's that's what we're working on, and just getting that sound crisp, so I can just like start submitting it to like some real film festivals and stuff, like not real ones, but like just submitting to like places and getting more credibility and stuff. That's that's what I'm working on um, currently for tape, as I'm writing and as I'm acting, and that's basically it. I'm not directing anything right now. Like I'm, I'm just ask her. Okay, she's she's, she's like, good. <laughs> I'm just right. I'm I'm back to pre-production phases and, and doing finishing the post-production phase and just continuing meeting people through the Great Film Club and and all that. So yeah, and just being of support to other people too. That that's basically it. Hmm. When one rises, we all rise. It's like an ocean, and we're all ships. You know, I love That's it. The point. Mm-hmm. That's what your That's- club seems like. You're making an ocean for all these other filmmakers, and not even just directors or writers, but it seems like you know, sound people, or you know, they're all coming here, bringing their ships in, and being like, "Now nah, let's rise together." I mean, that's what happened for me at the Secret Movie Club. Like, I met a really great cinematographer. Like, you know, you know, that that helped me. I met my AD there, too. So, you know, that's what that's what we should be doing. We should be helping each other as much as possible. The point is to make a really good piece of work. And if your name's on it, that's freaking dope. Like, mm-hmm. and, and that's it. And, you know, like I said, I, I, I 
I studied theater acting, so I, I know what like really good writing is or what it takes to to get those. I mean, I've done so much scene work that I felt like I, I knew. I, I feel really confident in my abilities to to write something well written, and and I know what it takes and everything. You know, it's collaboration and how you know having a theater background helps a lot because you see how everything comes together, so whether it's stage or on film. And I kind of just, whatever, you know, a really good film tr- project feels like a collaboration of the theater. I'll tell you that for sure. Mm. It's, awesome. It really does. Just the credibility, like, like mm. we're making something really good, you know, mm. when people feel, you know, cause you could, there, you could always be on a film set and, and you could just be like, man, this, you know, I'm just doing lights for this. Instead of being like, oh, let me do lights for this. Like, uh, I, like okay, so so be in this scene, it might look like this because of this happening. Like, there's nuances, there's details. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I I definitely hope that everybody can shine their talent and you know their creativity through whatever project I do. Like, obviously, like with Frank, like his idea of of the backlit and being frontlit for the the different um dramas of the scene like that that was that was let me letting him be director of photography i was like you get on that do that you know mm-hmm. and so yeah so i'm i'm excited i'm excited and i and i do feel very the future is very bright in the great in the great um world yes dude that's so rad i feel you're definitely you seem like the kind of person that like that never accepted the phrase you can't do that oh no no never <laughs> you know um, even my friends and they're like i can't do that like even with kids i work with kids mm-hmm. like uh, whenever they're scared to do something like uh so sometimes we're, we're kind of like a baby gymnastics like gym of some mm-hmm. sort so whenever they're scared to like flip or anything and they're like i can't i can't i'm like yes you can watch <laughs> they're like i just flip them over like <laughs> <laughs> get around. See, you did do it, so you can you do it. <laughs> and then, like sometimes, like there's this one kid I'm work I, I work with. Even just today, like um, he was scared to go on like this spinning disc of some sort, and I just held him, and I and and he's just he doesn't even want me to pick him up. I'm like, I'm gonna pick you up, and I'm gonna hold you. Hey, look in the mirror. Are you okay? Say I'm okay. I'm okay. You know. And <laughs> did you do this? Are you doing it? Yeah, I'm doing it. You're facing your fear. I'm facing my fear. You know, like I'm just talking to him. Like you're okay, right? Go say hi to mom. You see, hi mom. I'm holding you. Nothing. You're not. not nobody's hurting you. You're you're totally okay. You know, and it's yeah. I mean, I hope to do that. I hope to be that for everyone. I just want everyone to know that. That's my biggest thing. Is I want people to know their power, because a lot of people don't know their power. So, like, one of the, you know, with, especially with the Great Film Club, I, I like to say in the beginning, like, which which I'm really happy I said, like, when we did the Great Film Club last time, I said, I want you to look around the room and I want you to see, like, like people are the greatest asset in life. Because in every person's life, there is a different universe. There's a different universe and of infinite possibilities. You don't know who you're going to meet. Um, that can literally change your world or be a game changer or help you in your game changing. Like, you don't know. Like, um, I definitely have great appreciation for my, for my friend Eden because Eden's a comedian. And basically, we, okay, so let's fast forward to, uh, to 2021, October, November. 
Me and him, like, he literally, um, he got in a really bad accident, and he was in a wheelchair. Um, and I was like, yeah, he was in a wheelchair. Like, his, his leg... Um, something really bad happened to his leg and basically he was he couldn't walk and i he's but he's a comedian and i was like let's go to open mics and you're still gonna be a comedian i'm still gonna um, because i was like playing guitar and singing in front of people i just wanted to be some doing something creative during that time and i was like you do that i do this and we went to different open mics like every weekend um during that time and i would literally roll him in and and (laughs) you know just like have him you know do his stuff as he got better, like, around, like, in the beginning of 2022, like, as he got better in January, he's still looking for open mics. And um, he, as he was looking for open mics, he walks into a short film open mic because he thought it was a comedy open mic. And he's like, and then he tells me, like, a few weeks, a month later, like, you got to go to this, Sabrina, this, and it's a secret movie club. It was like... Mm. And that's how that short film open mic stuff happened. And then he ends up being the the actor for tape. And um, then I end up doing the great film club. And so, like, you know, you just don't know who are who's going to be those catalysts in your life. You don't know. And he's he's always just been a really good friend of me. So, like, yeah, he's always like even when I did um, my first short film. Uh, or no when I was actually it's crazy because I did a first short film and then I attempted to do another one post um, pre-pandemic mm-hmm. and that one didn't go through because um, it, it just didn't go through one of the actors left set and it uh, it was it was this whole it was this whole thing and I just wasn't able to finish the project and so and I was like oh well, that kind of sucks but it, oh, but man. he was the one that was going to do the lights oh okay and so he's just all like whatever I did he was all he always believed in what I can do so I mean all I'm saying is that like believe in your friends do your best and help them out like obviously with a good heart like you don't you never want to go into a room being like what can this person do for me you always want to go into the room being like what can I do for this person you always want to be the one that gives value. And and that's what I hope to do with the Great Film Club. It's just like, I want, I hope that anybody that submits, I could give value in just the fact that they could screen or have an opportunity to meet people. And I didn't think that's what I was going to do when I started saying that, like, that night. But I know that's what I was freaking excited for when I would go every uh, month this past year. So, yeah. I mean, everything has happened really fast, but I'm like, just I love how fast his ride is, man. I do. It's okay if it slows down though. I feel like I feel like it's just no matter what, it's just the journey. You just enjoy the journey. It's not it at this point for me it's not about like a destination. Like I, I honestly believe that anything you want in life will happen and come to you. Ask and it is given. Um how or when, that's none of your business. Just enjoy the journey there. It will happen. Just let it be. The universe literally conspires things for you. Wait, shut up. Have you read The Alchemist? I've read The Alchemist. I know. I've read Dr. Because that's exactly what I was thinking about right now. You just quoted The Alchemist. Like, yeah, when you want something, when your heart wants something and truly wants something, the universe will conspire in your favor. You just have to have faith in it. Oh, I love that you said that. Faith? Okay, so, yeah. And I love that you said faith. Because if you, you won't get anywhere hoping for shit Mm. because hope is a beggar's word, but faith is a knowing faith is, you know, 
you know what's going to happen. I have faith that this will happen. And it happens. Uh, I'll tell you, you want to know a really trippy story uh, during the, the tape, actually? So we, we just finished tape. We just finished wrapping it. The next day, like I said, I only have a few days to edit this. But there was like two shots that I needed. It was him with the bow tie. Um, it, was, it was him with the bow tie in the beginning um, scene. And I just, I just did that on my iPhone. So you'll probably notice that little contrast if you watch, if you watch the beginning. But it's not even that big of a difference, honestly. So, um, yeah. And basically, we, we had like such a filled day. Anyways, I, I'm with, I'm with Eden and we, we had so much to do within that day. And I just remember we couldn't, the, the bow tie we got, it was the principal's, um, bow tie in tape. And he lent it to us for that one day on set. Right. So we needed it and we couldn't get it from him that day. So we went to like the men's warehouse to like just tape this one little thing in the beginning. Just a, just a, just a full body like um, pan down of his outfit or whatever. Pan up of his outfit. And um, this bow tie, like <laughs> we go to the men's warehouse and um, the bow tie is for 50 percent off. It's a $60 bow tie. It was for 50% off. We think we're getting it for $30 now. I go to the cashier and um, I go to the cashier and I, I, he, he, you know, checks it out and everything. And I ended up getting the bow tie for $2. What the fuck? I didn't, I didn't see that coming. No, me either. I look at the receipt. I still have the receipt to this day. It's in, it's in my house. But like, um, but yeah. Just for $2. This is a men's warehouse fucking bow tie. It's literally the exact bow tie I envisioned in the first place. And it's so freaking, it's so freaking crazy. Cause it was, like I said, we're like on a time thing. I still have to edit mm. this thing within, within 48 hours. So we got, so I was like, so I saw the receipt and he was like, that'd be $2. And I was like, what the? You know what? I'm not even gonna say why. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. I walked out <laughs> and with Put it Eden. In the bag. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I walked out with Eden. I literally said that. I'm not even gonna ask you why, sir. I'm just leaving because I was I already like I already spent like a, a certain amount of money just to book the space. Um, yes, the day before, and I was already planning. Okay, I'm gonna pay pay fifty dollars for a bow tie at least. I pay two dollars for a bow tie that's if that ain't the universe talking to me i don't know what is and eden's literally there, like whoa this shit fucking works i'm like yeah it fucking does the flow of this is just so fucking gnarly it's so fucking crazy and yeah i honestly believe though i i honestly believe that this that this is really i was just so excited during this whole this whole thing i really was i was just really happy and excited i felt like i was in my element and um my, my heart was just full when i was doing it. i was really happy doing this i'm still very happy doing whatever i'm doing you know so um all that to say is i think this is more of like like the universe i really believe that this is more of a um feeling thing than a thinking thing mm. obviously thinking helps with the way you feel obviously when you say that when, when you tell yourself that like oh i'm i'm having a don't lie to yourself like you know of you, uh, all i'm saying is like how do i say this like for example when when you when you're certain and you feel good about what you're saying and you know you, you uh, and you're inspired and, and you do things out of inspired 
things or you enjoy your journey, you're going to radiate um, the, those things you want. I So all this to say is that they always say that, like, yeah, we attract what we are. Mm. But and in order to attract what we are, we must radiate that energy. We must work on feeling good every day is mm. what I'm saying. You have to continuously work on feeling good. You're going to have bad days. You're oh. going to have things that go out of out of way. Mm-hmm. Like this morning, for example. It's really weird. This morning was very weird for me. Like, I woke up and I felt like my throat was scratchy. I was feeling a little under the weather, right? I just thought that was weird. Then I go on my car. And then I'm like, and then there's a flat in my car. I'm like, oh my God, I'm already like running like five, 10 minutes late for work. I'm like, what the fuck? And then like, and, and I, and then I forgot that I was doing this. And while I was at work and I was like, oh my God, I have that to do. But I also have the tired thing. I'm like, oh my God. Like, so it's just like, but the cool thing was I did like for people normally, they'll be like, what the fuck? And they get upset or they're like, Explosion. what the fuck? Like yeah, overwhelmed feelings. It's going to be the worst day of my life. I can't believe this. But that's why I said when I first walked in here, I'm like, I'm handling this with grace. I'm going to handle this with grace. This thing like this happen. Maybe this isn't my benefit. Maybe this is uh, maybe me feeling under weather. It's just for me to rest more. And maybe that flat tire is preventing me from something that I wasn't supposed to like time wise, not supposed to be at. It's probably um, directing me to the exact point where I'm supposed to be at. And I just start believing in, in that the universe isn't against you. Everything that happens in the universe isn't against you, but it is for you. Mm-hmm. I you know Oprah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what she says. Everything that happens in the universe is not against you. It is for you. And I honestly believe that everything that happens is for me. Everything that happened with my family in the past or me coming out, that was for all of us. Mm-hmm. The pandemic was for us. Um, when I got really sick with COVID, that was for me. Like, like you know, like just all that, like just so I can work on my mind, body, spirits, and emotion and really become more aligned with what, what I'm meant here to do, you know? And it's I, not easy. I, it's not going to be easy all the time. Like, it is going to be hard. But but it I mean, can be easy. It can be easy once you understand this. Once you understand the laws of the universe. When you understand you, that things are for you. Are and certain, that you, There are certain things that come in life that are just unbearable. But even – but, yeah, it can't – like, like it, the thought of, of being able to, you know, get through anything, that itself, it's easy. But it's hard to implement it during, like, like say, if you go through death. Or, you know, if you go through some – because there's some serious shit that happened to people and they're like, why me? But – it's it's once you get that tool once you have that idea in your mind that everything that happens to me is for me it makes it easier but it's it's definitely a journey it's you have your off days you know what i mean it's not always going to be you start to realize the contrast and the negative things in your life are for you to be more clear about what you actually want and what you actually want to focus on because where energy goes where energy, where, where attention go, what, wait, what, what is it? Where energy, where attention goes, energy flows. Mm, okay, I like that. I like that. So if you focus, okay, I'll tell you a prime example for me. I got really sick with COVID in early 2021. Okay. I, I got sick for a whole month, uh, really bad. Two months before the vaccine came out, I get sick. I've been at home quarantine that whole time. I get sick because my dad's been working side jobs. 
And and I got that day, I got bit by my dog by my lip because she's territorial. She was going through her thing. I don't know what she was going through, but she bit me on my lip and she bit me on my lip as I was kissing my mom goodbye. She gets really territorial. She doesn't do that anymore. She must have been going through something. I don't know what, but you know, dog's world. Doggies, man. Doggies, man. And yeah, she bit my lip. She lipped it open. Everybody was in full hysterics in the house. My dad, during that time, he didn't want to believe it was COVID. He was like, he was, he really thought that like he was, it was just a normal, like near the um, holiday fever of some sort. And he's like, I always get sick like this. And because he didn't get it that bad. Not like me, which is really weird Um, because he's like literally in his sixties. But um, (laughs) so all that to say is, um, he was the only one that could drive me to the hospital to get stitched up that day. And he was like, he was, he had a fever. Like he was, I remember he was just walking, his eyes were red and stuff. He was literally walking around with fever and he, and he took me to the hospital and in that close confinement in the, in, in the car, I'm literally bleeding. I need to get my lip together. My lip was split open. Oh, shit. And, that was the day I got exposed. I know it was because literally exactly five days later, um, I like I said, I was quarantining and I got sick. But I'll tell you something about my internal feelings during that time that I honestly believe is true. Like, I wasn't feeling good. I was numbing myself. Like, during that whole year of 2022, I was smoking weed all the time just so I wouldn't sit with my feelings entirely. I was really sick. Everything that happened in my past, I didn't even get to sit with yet. And I came out of this relationship and after four years on and off and was really upset about that. And I numbed myself through smoking weed that whole time. Then I get sick with COVID. I have to stop. I got really sick for like eight months of just long haul symptoms. Oh, shit. And yeah. And it wasn't until... um, I, uh, it wasn't until I went to the doctors and they were like, I was like, why is my chest still hurting like this? Like, if it's like, this is weird. And they're like, this is, you know, honestly, the, you know what the nurse told me? She says, I'm sorry, we don't know what to do for you. What we the don't, fuck? This, we, we honestly don't know what to do for you. Like, this is still very new and we don't know what to do. And I was, it was crazy because it was like the worst it felt like the it could have been the worst day of my life. But it was probably one of the best things that happened to me because at that moment, I was like, you know what? Everything that I know about the universe and everything, I literally told myself, miracles can happen. Healing can happen. Healing can begin. I was like, I was like, oh, hell no. There is no way I'm going to let this discourage me from healing. Like, no way. And so... I started listening to some like Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's like literally has healed so much, pe- so many people through the power of meditation and healing and good feelings. Mm. Because in, it's in all his research, actually. Um, if you ever read the book, it's called Becoming Supernatural. Becoming and supernatural. I, it's becoming supernatural, matter of fact, because it makes me realize how supernatural healing is. And how our body knows already what to do to heal from anything. And basically, he, in his research, he has um, talked to many people and worked with many people. And the difference between people who heal from, like, 
stage four cancers and from all these other crazy Parkinson's disease and stuff is mindset. Mm. So that's when I really started working on my um, emotions and spirituality and and um, my body and mindfulness more and started really focusing on the power of my thoughts and what I'm thinking on a daily and making this as a daily practice, I started practicing gratitude. I was in meditation. I made sure that I would feel like these elevated of good feeling emotions because I want. I, I believed in healing. There was nothing in my brain that said I couldn't heal from this. After that day, I was like, you know what? I'm going to heal myself. And I'll tell you what, within fucking three months, I healed. I don't have chest pains anymore. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I I literally work out now. I've, like, lost over 25 pounds in the past, like, six months. Like, I, I my life has blossomed in so many ways because of the way I changed the way I thought, period. Like, you were talking about the brain and, like, the heart and, like, the heart and, and all that stuff. Like, there's, like, that's, like, maybe I was thinking about it when you were talking about how, like, like me, I don't know if that ties into intuition. Like your heart ties into intuitiveness. Like like you like you already know how to do what you need to do. You have to just trust yourself and let it flow. But then there's something powerful about the mind too. Like the mind can't flow like that, right? It can't flow so intuitively. But there's something about about meditating. There's something about training your mind, focusing your mind with these positive thoughts. You know. But it's not just your mind, like. Oh, it's not it's not just your mind like your minds help you like redirect the way you feel because obviously saying that i'm good at something is way better saying that i'm i at something you know what i'm saying like yeah. so it's just like what 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 leads you to a better feeling thought gratitude is such a great when you use your thoughts to start um expressing gratitude you know, you write it down. You say, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for this cup of water. This grateful for my hair. This grateful for my, these people in my life. You start saying that and then it directs you to your feelings. Because when I, when I say it's not just your brain, because it's not just think, think good thoughts. It's not think good thoughts. It's because it, that's, that's, too, that's too much work. That's too much work. Okay. When I say that, I, I mean... Um, you have to feel it because this is a more of a feeling universe, vibrational universe mm. than a thinking one. Obviously, we can think and we can visualize and can imagine. That's that's part of it, too. But I think people really miss out on that. The fact that the fact is that a happy person is never sick. Hmm. You'll never see a truly happy person have an illness. You'll never see that. Sickness does not live in a happy person's body, period. There's this family I used to hang out with, and they said, like, whenever I'd be like, oh, I'm feeling sick, they'd be like, no, we don't get sick in this family. We don't get sick in this family. That snaps. It, it, we, we feel good. We're, ha- we're healthy. We're abundant. And honestly, it's really just recognizing how blessed we are already. You know, it really is like I'm freaking blessed. And my sister went, has a beautiful relationship with her boyfriend and, and their dog together. And they live and they're able to go visit their family, um, his family in San Diego and leave me with a freaking apartment to myself when I live with my parents originally. Like, you know, like it just like that's abundant. You know what I'm saying? Like that's you. It's recognized where you're abundant at. There's freaking my brother. He um, went to Africa. He's in the army. He went to Africa and he started asking uh, he started um, 
kids in Africa were were telling Matt, my brother, um, you're rich in America, huh? And Matthew was like, no, I'm not rich. I'm not rich. And I'm not rich. What makes you think we're rich? He was like, and then the kid says, well, you got car, right? And then Matthew's like, yeah, I have two cars. That's that's rich to me. I only have a hut. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, new like, perspective. And, and they feel that they're rich just because they have a hut. You know what I'm saying? It's like you really have to recognize where you're blessed at. Count, literally count your blessings. Have mm. gratitude for them. Every morning, wake up and say thank you. It really is that, and that's really what I started to do to heal myself. And I'm, and and honestly, I every day I, I'm just I'm grateful for the help I have, and I, and I'm just grateful for my life. And even like these ideas that come to me, they they're they're from high up. You know, I'm just a vessel. That's it. You know, that's that's all it is. I'm just I'm just a vessel. It really is that. And yeah, I'm just I'm just I'm just out here. The the book. You even said mm-hmm. the alchemist. Mm-hmm. If we can literally realize our, our power is literally an alchemy, taking a bad situation, alchemizing it into something better. Um, have you ever seen um, this is us? There's this beautiful quote and this is us. You can um, that Jack says or. Yeah, it's it, 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 in the first episode. I cried too much. I had to stop watching that show after a couple seasons. I just I was crying too much because it's so real and true. It's and so I love know, it. True. You could take the sourest lemon that life can give you, and you could turn into lemonade. That's fucking alchemy, bro. We all have the power to do that. Just do it. Like, that's not hard. Any any traumatic yeah. event you have, any any dark shit that you have that's haunting you, you can take that and alchemize it and make it into gold you know yeah i mean i feel like i've done that even um even with the things that i went through while i was in acting school like in my personal life i I alchemized it like i i used it i i I always said like i'm gonna repair this or and i and healing is gonna happen healing will come it's being patient because hindsight really is 2020 if i would have known what i know now at 20 years old I probably would chill a lot more. Yeah. I would have chilled out a lot more. I would have just been like cooler about about things that didn't go my way, you know. And now I am. Now I I, I now I now that I have like I guess this wisdom, um, I'm just a lot more chiller when things don't seem to go my way. I'm like, this is gonna come back around, and I know it's gonna be okay. You know, it's it's having that faith that everything is always working out for you and everything's all right and i honestly believe that's everybody if they could just look at it yeah i also like uh, like that brings up like i think one of the biggest things people are scared of right now is is like is like climate change yeah <laughs> like yeah. um it's up to us to alchemize that we can't change it we just gotta do something we have to just all collectively it, do something know, but it, you know what's crazy? But it doesn't even have to be all collectively. You don't even have to think like that. You don't even have to think like that. You could just you could just practice in your own life. Like, how can I make this better? Mom, go plant a tree. You, you, you know, like, you don't have to go and try to change the whole world. Just do your part. Like, for me, like, um, I eat mostly a vegetarian diet. I'm not a vegan, which would be, quote, unquote, better. But I'm doing something. I don't eat meat. Like you know so i'm doing something and and like 
whatever my dad plants in the garden, I, I just, I share as much kale as I possibly can. You know, it's just like, you don't have to make everybody conform to start. You could just, you can just start. And then if people follow, then that's good. That's it. See, no, hey, let them do their thing. Yeah. Oh, well, there's a, there was a scientist. Yeah. Wait, time out. We just button real quick. And magic. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So, where did you leave off, my friend? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think I was just talking about uh, just, yeah, I just want people to recognize their power. And isn't you don't, you don't necessarily have to collectively get everybody on board to start something. Mm -hmm. You can just start. You can just start within yourself and... Yeah, alchemy. L literally, alchemy is transforming something, honestly. Whatever it is, bad to good, you know. What so, yeah, that mind. If you Go for mind, it. I would love to take us to uh, my favorite segment of the show. By the way, Let's I'm pretty go. sure I'm pretty sure you're going to be taking up the spot of longest interview so far, thus far. And if like, and I oh man, and if you I, like I, come I, back and we want to push that time further, I want it. Don't even worry about it. I dread. I, I told myself not to do that. Like Why? I was like, Nah, dude. Why I not? Talk a lot. I talk a lot. I really do. Like if you get me going, I'm on forever. But that's like, what a podcast is for. I think that's perfect. The fact that you talk no. a lot. That's what my mom. I told my mom about this show, and she's like, Oh, Mijo, that's nice. You know, you talk a lot, so you just keep going. You just keep figuring out words out of your butt. So you should keep doing that. <laughs> well that's good it, well, well yeah okay well I'm glad that you have the space then to express that and and that's just it's just really cool thank you thank you for having me on but let, let's let's roll then let's roll on through this and my favorite part of the show so are you uh do you know of inside the actor studio of course of course I know uh, I love that that one with Rob um R Robin Williams that shit was amazing with the pink scarf and everything he could do and how he was talking about these bouncy neurons and how that that's literally through his comedy. He's talking about how his process goes. And that was dope. Look, genius. That man was insane. Like seeing Robin Williams do comedy like live, not just like his scripted film work. That's cool. But his like just seeing him live, what he could do, like you said, with that scarf. It's like seeing I don't know. It's like. His comedy is almost like a wildfire. Like, it looks beautiful, but you're like, ooh, this can be dangerous. Oh, he's doing that. Oh, he's doing that. And you're just watching in awe. Yeah. I I, I really – I admire that man so much. I really do. I just, uh, yeah, I love – I look up to him as an actor. I loved him in Dead Poet Society. Everybody always says Goodwill Hunting, but it's freaking Dead Poet Society where he's literally talking about poetry and just – the way I felt watching that, uh, him being the teacher and everything, so such an amazing performance. That that's that that is true mastery right there. That work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you're about to have your Robin Williams moment. If you have a scarf, you can pull it out at any point. But uh, yeah. I loved. I, oh shit! You're looking for a scarf. You're like actually. Um, I was like, I was like, oh, I'll probably use my sister's stuff or whatever. <laughs> use what you got if you want. But uh, so, as you know, inside the actor studio, at the end of the interview, uh, James would ask the, the actor, the performer, whoever, uh, a set of ten questions. And I personally love those ten questions. I think it's a great way to get to know somebody. They're really, they're deceptively simple questions. Uh, and uh, I would love to ask you those questions. Are you ready? Okay, shoot, let's go. 
Oh, shoot. Let's do it. Here we go. First question is, what is your favorite word? Mm. The first one I think of is fuck. <laughs> you might want to that's say it. that one. But if you want to, if, if that's your final answer, that's cool too. I, that, that's the first thing that came to mind. I think. <laughs> I, uh, what about. Um, it can be fun. I love. It can be fun. Okay. okay, well, it's either fuck or eccentric. I like that word too. <laughs> Dig it. What is your least favorite word? Ooh, uh, mm, I think all I think all words are really um, important, but oh uh, man, I don't think that's my least favorite word. Hold up, like um, uh, uh I guess uh, I don't know why becoming, like <laughs> like. <laughs> like not like you know when they, when like people send you a text and like you're like I'm outside and they write coming I'm always like ew like don't tell me that <laughs> you say I'm on my way like I'm not like I always type back ew like like even if it's spelled like grammarly like like c o m i n g like I'm usually like ew like no <laughs> tell me you're on your way <laughs> yeah just say I'm on my way. <laughs> Right on. Next question. What turns you on? What makes you happy? Oh my god, um ambition. Um I think like I love ambition on people. I love it when people have like are very detail oriented and um I love um passion, but not like obsession, just passion. Like just have a passion. You don't have to be obsessed. Like fucking take a chill pill. It ain't that serious. <laughs> <laughs> Dig it. Okay. Right on. Next question. What turns you off? What makes you unhappy? Oh, insecurity. Like, I mean, I've had insecurity in my life. I understand it's very human. But uh, whenever somebody doubts themselves, like, I, I don't, I don't, like, I'm always like, oh, man, only if you understood how freaking magical you really are. Or, you know, damn. I don't like, I don't like insecurity or doubt. All right. Right on. Next question. What sound or noise do you love? Uh, I love the sound of like, I love the sound of rain when it when it hits the ground. I really love that sound. That's a really great sound. I love like the bass guitar a lot. I love like, um, I love low notes because I have a high voice. So I love like low voices and stuff. I noticed that. Mm. So anything low or water. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. What sound or noise do you hate? Ooh, you know when people listen to these like um like there's a certain uh, like um like sound bath like meditation noise that I really hate like cuz it's not calming. It's actually kind of destructive and it's funny like cuz it says like anxiety like calm down music or something like right like like to like calm yourself but it doesn't it, like when I hear it sometimes like it's not all of it there's some sound baths that I really like makes me feel good and there's like certain sounds I really feel great but there's like this one there was this one clip that my friend was playing while we're at work and I was like oh no this is not this is anxiety driven I don't understand why this particular sound is it is supposed to be calm, but it's not. Like, totally the opposite. <laughs> great. Great answer. Next question. This is a personal favorite. 
What is your favorite curse word? Ah, uh, motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucking great. Like, <laughs> but that was, so it's different from fuck. It is. Motherfucker is, is, is my favorite curse word. I love that one. I I wrote it in, in tape too, where I have the guy says, you motherfucker, um, you crazy motherfucker, or I, I read that in tape somewhere. But yeah, I was like, that sounds like me. That sounds like my line. <laughs> nice. Okay. Because I was worried about fuck being your favorite word, because I was like, oh, what if that's her favorite curse word? But no. You taught me something. <laughs> if someone says fuck's their favorite word, motherfucker might be their favorite curse word. Dig it. Yes, it is. It could be different. <laughs> Right on. Next question. What profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? I would, oh my God, I honestly would really love how to freaking, how to, uh, I would love to be like an engineer or a physicist of some sort. Like, I feel like I would love science. If I were to go back in time and like, but, I mean, I would not go back in time, but if I was a different dimension of Sabrina, I would definitely be a scientist of some sort. I would love to freaking Breaking Bad this bitch. I would love to be a Heisenberg of some sort. <laughs> like, just know shit and just, like, make shit explode or just know that I could poison someone. But I wouldn't. I would just, you know, know that I have the knowledge to do that and I just feel confident in that. Obviously, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> but it's because it's just a dream. It's just a dream, people. It's just a dream of one day being a Oh, beautiful. All right. Next question. What profession would you not like to do? Oh, I I wouldn't want to be a doctor. No. I mean, yeah, you can save lives and stuff. Like, that's really cool. But... You work long hours, you're on the clock. I, I really like freedom and independence a lot. And I like experimentation. Um, they probably find all that in their own time, but um, that's a lot of responsibility, being a doctor. Right on. Yeah. All right, and final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You did it, greatness. <laughs> you did it. I'd be like, I did do that, huh, God? Thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> like, round 450? Like, are we going again? Nah, you're just hanging out here. I'll help everybody out from above. All right, I guess. Okay, we'll do my best. <laughs> That's what, that would be about it, yeah. Perfect. Right on. Well, we got to the end. Uh, we did it. Now, this is the moment in the show, Sabrina, where it's uh, it's all you right now. You can tell the folks where what, what to look out for when it comes to your work, what they can check out now, where to find you. Please let them know. If you are a filmmaker or a film lover, you should definitely come to the Great Film Club and meet and get, expose yourself and immerse yourself in other people, filmmakers' work, and meet other filmmakers in Los Angeles on August 24th at 3, uh, no, at 7.30 to 11 p.m. Um, check out my Instagram at SabrinaTheGreat underscore or my TikTok at SabrinaTheGreat, but spelled G R 
8T underscore. And you can see all my TikToks and content that I do there too. So, yeah, so just check it out. That That's my main one. Just come on out. I, I would love to meet you. All right. Sabrina Torres. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. done mm, ah that was fun dude are we gonna like have three hour podcasts in the future like i feel like the next time i have sabrina on it might be a three-hour podcast i i'm gonna have i'm gonna have drinks snacks ready it's gonna be it's gonna be an adventure just come back for that one but yeah i hope you enjoyed my uh my my chat with sabrina torres again you can find her at sabrina the great underscore on Instagram, and you can also find her on TikTok uh, as Sabrina the Great, but great is spelled G R 8 T. And then also, don't forget, you can check out the Great Film Club. Let's see, they, uh, they're they meeting August 24th, 7.30 p.m. to 11 p.m. It's a short film open mic festival. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I'm Stephen Brogan Cortez, your host. Your host with the most. Tal vez un poquito te gusta. Go Google it. Go Google Stephen Brogan Cortez. Go see what you find. Some fun pictures. There's like a picture of me with a dress somewhere out there. A whole video of me in a dress. Picture me in a corset. Have fun. Enjoy. Uh, Oh, and don't forget, you're enough. You're more than enough. It's amazing how enough you are. All right. Bye.